0: This is our house, our northern powerhouse, our northern waterway, our super slow way, our broadband highway, and this is our day, this is the north's day, this is the north's way, this is our house, this northern song house, and these are our tales, our northern stories, our north cannot fail, we are bound for glory, because this is our house, our northern powerhouse.
1: Welcome to the Waterfront Podcast. Brought to you by the Canal and River Trust and presented by the inimitable David Bramwell. In 2016, Ian Macmillan, poet and presenter of BBC Radio 3's The Verb, was commissioned to create a poem, Words on Water, celebrating the first three years of work on the Canal and River Trust's North East Waterway Partnership. I met up with Ian on a beautiful summer morning by the Calder and Hebble Canal in Murfield, West Yorkshire, to talk poetry and waterways, hear Ian read a few of his own and to learn more about work in this area from a Canal and River Trust volunteer, the appropriately named Hilary Brook. So Ian, how do, you, how do you like to introduce yourself? I always say, uh, Ian McMillan, poet and broadcaster. That's short, short and sweet.
0: Short and sweet, because there's nothing worse than people reading out your CV but I think poet and broadcaster, man about town, flaneur.
1: Man about Barnsley. Man
0: about Barnsley. <laughs> and where are we today? Well, we're at this place called the Battiford Bridge near Battiford Island as it says on that sign down there and we're in Murfield and Murfield is one of those places that if you said to the people of Murfield I believe you're quite near Huddersfield they'd go no we're not we're in Murfield I was asked to write a poem that would fit on a canal lock gate and I just thought I was thinking about it. I was thinking of superhighway. I was thinking of the information superhighway. And now, of course, in its heyday, the canal was the information superhighway. And I just thought of the phrase super slow way, because that's what it strikes me that canals are. What I like about them is this you know, these moments when you're next to the water and it is a super slow way. And it's a cliche, but the busy life seems to fall away. And the fact you've got all these things to do doesn't matter a bit. Mm. And that here you are, and as you're standing here, all the people who've ever been on the canal are kind of standing behind you. And you get a sense that you're at some kind of apex of history, which you're not really, but you think you are. That's what I like, that's, that's what I'm enthusiastic about. Look at these, I wish we brought them back.
1: Wordsworth and Coleridge were, I believe, inspired by rivers to use rivers as symbols for the human condition and and the mind. I guess in the in the days before we'd use such words as conscious or unconscious, my understanding is that they went walking in the Quantocks and conceived an epic river poem, which never happened because of a of a great falling out. But there is. There's a river in Kublai Khan, isn't
0: there? Alf the Sacred River, where Alf the Sacred River ran. And as you say, with our 21st century consciousness, we think, all right, the Sacred River, that's an obvious metaphor, it's an obvious thing, it's a symbol. But they were inventing that idea, weren't they? They were inventing that idea of... Apparently they invented the idea of the landscape, didn't they? Because Wordsworth used to walk around with his... that square thing on a stick, like a rectangular monocle on a stick. And he would do that to frame the landscape, because the landscape was overwhelming. You, you, you didn't see an edge to it. It yeah. wasn't framed, but if he had this thing, he'd walk about and frame it. And he was the first one that maybe saw landscape as much as land, the idea of countryside as much as country, I guess. So yes, rivers featured heavily in their thinking and what we're doing now, making symbols of the river, they were doing, but they were doing it afresh, I guess. Rivers have always been sacred, haven't they? They've always been powerful things in religion and in thought, but they were starting to think about that as poetry. It's really hard to think yourself back into what it was like before then when you wouldn't go out into the countryside because it was frightening. It's like when they first invented trains and people thought they would go so fast that you'd die. They had this thing called fear of train death, where they thought you if you went 20 miles an hour, your brain would explode. You know? yeah. so, it's still similar kind of
2: thing.
1: Ian, we've reached a meeting point of the canal and the and the calder. We can see Battyford hauling bridge, and we're standing by a lock, and there's a big sign for the Canal River Trust. It seems a perfect spot in which to ask you about the poem you're about to read and how the poem came to be created. The Canal and River Trust asked me to write something to celebrate the canal
0: and it was one of those very specific briefs where they go, could you include that, that, that and that, and include that and that and that. And I like that kind of brief. When they, I don't like it when they go, put whatever you like. Take as long as you want. If they go, look, it's got to be this long, it's going to do this and this and this. Because they said that you must include the volunteers. The volunteers are a big part of the Canal and River Trust. So you must include those. So I put those in. They said you must include these specific place names. So I put those in. You must include the, the idea of what a canal is to many people. So I wrote this, Just so called Words on Water. A canal is a mix of fragility and strength, of ancient locks up and down the length and breadth of the north, and for what it's worth, They soon dry, ring them out, pairs of soaking socks, oh yes, pairs of soaking socks. A lot of people lend willing brains and hefty brawn, a helping hand in a flooded dawn, in all the pouring rain, and in Pocklington, or Murfield, or Nabon, lots of great ideas, oh yes, lots of great ideas. A canal is a road for a lot of freight to ride, landscape to read two centuries wide, Kennet in the sun, workshops growing strong, and to top it off, and here and now, waterside restored, oh yes, waterside restored. A lot of people love the canals and what they mean, to work and live by the water's gleam, They will have their day, then everyone will say or sing or shout, Canals are back for good. Oh, yes, canals are back for good. I like being populist and writing a thing that people might respond to, and also might respond to by saying, Is that it? I could write one of them as well. I always like people to go, I could do that. I think, yes, you could. <laughs> and,
1: and it references some of the locations around here. So why why was it commissioned to be specific to this, to this area? I
0: think because, particularly here at Murfield, there's been a lot of development, and at Pocklington, things that weren't there before have been developed through the Canal River Trust and through the volunteers, and it was meant to celebrate them. What will happen, interestingly, I hope, is that a place like Murfield will now become known for the canal. Will become known for Battisford Bridge, which it was known for the locals as, but it'll have a wider circulation. I think that's part of the thing with the Canal and River Trust. They're trying to implant the idea of canals in the brains of people who didn't think much about them before. And that's the idea of kind of populist poems like this. And I also wrote this thing called Super Slow Way, a rhapsody to the Leeds and Liverpool Canal, which was performed <laughs> in Blackburn I like Blackburn's strap line Blackburn, as you go into Blackburn it said Blackburn, a Lancashire town not the <laughs> Lancashire town not a superb <laughs> Lancashire town Blackburn, a Lancashire town and don't you forget it so I'll, just, I'll read a couple of bits out of this because right. this was different kind of writing this was writing for performance writing for choirs writing for people who would only get one chance to hear it So this one was the the opening chant. Toe path, narrow as my life path. Toe path, thin. Toe path, muddy as my heart path. Toe path, slip. Toe path, endless as my work path. Toe path, rain. Toe path, freezing as my mind path. Toe path, pain. Toe path, empty as my soul path. Toe path, smell. Toe path, you are just my word path. Toe path, hell had the idea that just going up and down that towpath would have been hell. You know, we romanticise it now, and it's nice to stroll here, yeah. but to have been a child or anybody working, just hauling that thing, I think we forget, you know, these places were built on sweat and blood and tiny little wage packets, so that was the opening thing, where the kids strolled in, that, sadly, they strolled in doing it at the same time as some people arriving late to the performance. So they're going, But and people go, where's my seat? Thank you, <laughs> you. <laughs>
2: I'm Hilary Brooke, I am a member of the North East Partnership Board and I'm also a member of a more local organisation, Murfield Community Partnership.
1: So the North East Waterways Partnership has been doing some crucial work over the last year or two, which is one of the reasons that Ian was brought in to, to write some poems. Yes. I understand we're celebrating yes. 200 years of the Lees liverpool Canal, but also different bits of work that have been going on in the area. Are you able to give an overview of the kind of work that's been taking place?
2: When British Waterways were coming to the end of their life, money was extremely short, and so they weren't able to carry out a lot of the almost essential repairs and the engineering works that needed doing. Canal and River Trust came into being in 2011, and... From there, they had to pick up all the essential engineering works which they've been doing very well. And in addition, we decided that we wanted to work alongside local people. So we're improving lifestyles, giving leisure opportunities and working with people to improve the towpaths and build gardens and so on and so forth. Two years ago, this was brambles it was invasive species there were various buddliers were were going mad around here and the land was actually moving so a group of volunteers predominantly my friend Catherine and her husband Tony uh, came along they took out the weeds and obviously it took months and months and months to finally get everything out and, uh, and start planting up. So we're all frantically growing plants to go in here or taking plants out of our gardens and, and bringing them down here. And now it's, it's such a, a stunning sight. It looks so welcoming. And this sort of area that we do want to keep, where you can see the cobbles, where the, the horses' hooves would have gripped and where the barges' uh, shoes, probably clogs, would have gripped better. We're trying to keep all this, but as you can see, we've got a lot of issues with with weeds and and growth. It would be easier to tarmac it, but we won't be doing that.
0: Rhapsody on boat names and some observations on the weather. Margaret, you carried coal and pitch and the drizzle hung in the afternoon air, soaking the heaviness of pitch and coal. The stoat had a round stern, and the hare had a round stern, and the wolf had a round stern, but the puma had a square stern. William, you carried coal, sand and night soil, and the brief morning sun made everything riper, and the night soil steamed, didn't it, William? Can you see the cheetah sailing on the water Can you hear the bison? Can you hear the beaver? There's a menagerie waiting by the lock gates. Ellen and Ellen and Eleanor and Emma, four sisters carrying the wealth of the nation as the fog holds them all like a fist. Sun makes its way, rising and setting as the water rises and settles. Sun in rain, glowing and soaking, soaking and glowing. Doris was named after my sweet wife who could carry coal from one room to the other and glide through the tunnel of the evening. Ellen and Cheetah and Bison and Sun. Margaret and Eleanor and Beaver and Doris and Wolf. And Hare. I'm a big fan of the found and the pop-up space. And a space like this, which is just a little edge of the lock gates a place for performance you know when i read it then it felt like you're in some kind of open air amphitheater
1: there's another thing for me within within those poems is is the sense of northernness and and at the risk mm. of it being a, a cliche when we talk of you know what it is to be northern there is there's something of a northern pragmatism but romanticism and nostalgia and and landscape that that's mm. kind of I think there is, I think you're right,
0: it's exactly that it's, it's a combination of pragmatism romanticism and nostalgia for something that you're not quite sure it was and, and, and you're nostalgic for something and you feel that somehow when you weren't looking, you looked over here because you thought you'd dropped something something was taken away yeah. <laughs> and again, where's it gone? And it's gone And I don't know what it was, maybe it was some kind of political power maybe it was cultural clout maybe it was a sense that this place wasn't part of managed decline which it felt like it was for a long time and there is something there's a Barnsley word "brussen." he's a bit brussen. that fella heard it in the barbers this morning he's a bit brussen, and it means he's a bit oppositional he's a bit mardy he doesn't agree with what and I think the north is a very brussen kind of place and you do hope that that the levers of cultural power are shifting a bit and that we are getting a little bit more up here and things like this things like the restoration of canals is a small thing but it, it it helps us being just a museum, it helps us being just a place where people used to do things and now just go and watch museum exhibits about it, I think. But yeah, I'm, I always I've, I quote a lot the great, late Roy Fisher, the poet from Birmingham, who, Birmingham, who said, Birmingham's what I think with, and in the end, Barnsley's what I think with, the North is what I think with, so, you know, I can't help it. <laughs>
1: That's interesting. Shall
0: I jump in the river? No. again. <laughs> no, <no>. <laughs> <country. laughs>
1: this waterfront podcast was produced by David Bramwell with music by Oddfellows Casino. It was a Smoke Creatives production for the Canal and River Trust. If you like the Waterfront Podcast, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Winding through 2,000 miles of beautiful countryside and vibrant cities. Our unique network of canals and rivers offer vital havens for people and nature alike because everyone deserves a place to escape. Visit canalrivertrust.org.uk forward slash friend to become a friend of the Trust and receive a wealth of benefits, discounts and the beautifully produced
2: Waterfront magazine.